Brandon, you're a homeowner. Yes, I am. I don't like it. It's scary. Oh, <laughs> uh, the experience of actually now having a house and all the adult business you've got to do with it. It's yeah, it's definitely like a steep learning curve for like someone who's sort of lived a, like a semi-sheltered life. To be honest, you otaku. I really, I really am because like this week, like this weekend, I was like, I went to B and Q. I was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna go buy some paint. And then I spent like a hundred pounds on paint. I was like, and like literally had to shed a tear for <laughs> how much everything is. I think literally between buying cleaning supplies, paint, and furniture for the house, like, I, oh my god, it's so depressing seeing how empty my bank is now. Yeah, I know that feeling. I went to IKEA yesterday, bought furniture, and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I feel like a proper adult, but I can't <laughs> wait to put this furniture in my room it's gonna look so good i bet you're like like that with a whole house it's gonna look great well hopefully yeah i mean everyone who's come around so far to actually see it like family wise has said in the like once we're done sort of making it homely they all think it's gonna look pretty decent so we've got our fingers crossed for that yeah i, yeah, I think it will plus you get an entire two months worth of uh, cheaper bills before they go up in april Indeed. Oh, don't get me started on that. Because <laughs> literally, because obviously, like I said, I've had a very sheltered life. I don't know what to what what is a good value for a bill. Because I keep hearing horror stories of like, oh my god, it's like people who can't afford anything. But I'm just like, can I get away with spending less than two thousand a month for living? So I don't know. I literally know nothing. Hmm. Just uh, live in blissful ignorance. Everything will be okay. Yep. That's literally what I do. It's completely ignorant of the world. Like, it's going to be a shocker when I find out how much it is to buy, like, food. Because <laughs> last time I bought food, like, a proper weekly shop was when I was at uni. And obviously living by myself, I could get away with, like, what, 30 quid a week or 30 quid a fortnight? But now. obviously... What? But now... It's, it's... But now I've got, like, a, another person with me. So it's just like... um. Is that going to double to 60? <laughs> I don't know. Because I know like, the cost of everything is just going up. Yeah. Like milk. I remember like four pints of milk being a pound. I went to Tesco's and like £1.30. I was like, ah, yeah. Um, when that dreaded Tesco meal deal goes up, you know there's going to be a riot. Yeah, that is literally going to cause a riot. Well, I've, ne- I've never seen the streets packed with uh, with angry people. Angry people looting Tesco meal deals and nothing else. It's the last day they're going to be three pounds. Get Wait. them while, while you can. <laughs> what do we want? BLTs. When do we want it? Now. Lunchtime, not now. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the thing, though. If you go in later on, that might be reduced to clear. So, And you need every penny you need. Oh, I used to love the reduced to clear section when I was a student. I think one of the best things I got. All right, this is completely off topic considering we're like a, a gaming podcast. But I think okay. I went into Tesco's and at one point, I think I got a pack of liver for like eight pence. And I was just like, I love my liver, but eight pence for a pack of liver. So that's all I ate for that night was just a big pack of liver. <laughs> you know what this means, don't you? Tesco deliver. Deliver. <laughs> oh, but that, that was so good. Like, when you go shopping at, like, midnight and it's just everything that's produced to clear, it's so good. 
Victory Achieve podcast, a video game podcast. I am Dan, and I'm with the new homeowner, Brandon. Hello. And, <laughs> and, the, and the not new homeowner. And the <laughs> Chris. I didn't know what to say. I was like, this is an absolute person. fail. <laughs> and, and the lovable Chris. Wow. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there you go. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, fair. Well, 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 everyone, welcome to uh, February. Uh, we still haven't managed to crack how to do a fucking open yet. But <laughs> one no, day, one I, day. I, I never will. <laughs> Stay tuned for episode 100 where we might get a structured sentence. <laughs> well, but don't hold your breath. Here we are, episode 20, boys. In, into the, uh, the, the double digits have turned a new leaf. We've graduated from teens. Mm. We're, now, <laughs> we're now in the... Well, 20s. 20s. Yeah. One one more until we can legally drink in the States. Indeed. Yeah, but why would you want to legally drink in the States? Just go to the UK. 18, man. Oh, I don't <laughs> even drink in the UK anymore. <laughs> oh, it feels bad. So, so what's everyone been up to? <laughs> so Stuff. Did you ever see what happened in the gaming news? This is like hot gaming news, everyone. Uh, two weeks after... No, more like four <laughs> weeks after. Um, uh, spoilers. Sony bought Bungie. <laughs> it sure did. I I really don't know what this is going to actually bring to the table. I really don't. No, <laughs> I was I, I was very confused by this because obviously, like Microsoft and Bungie, their their like biggest thing is Halo. But yeah. how's does that work with Sony? Because Sony's not going to have Halo. The only thing I, can, the only thing I can think of is Destiny, because that's yeah, all Bungie. The only one I can think of that yeah, Bungie've done here. recently. But and who gives a fuck about that? <laughs> a lot of people do. I've I, I not played it, but I know a lot of people that love it. But see, for for my experience of people that say they love Destiny, they're more sort of like they like playing it begrudgingly. Like, um, it's, it's like they've, they defended the game when it came out even though it's not that good but uh, they're, they're in too deep now so they've got to pretend to keep liking it <laughs> well you mean like the love-hate relationship with what some people have with Overwatch yeah well, Overwatch, Overwatch seems a bit more brought together I mean I don't really know anything about Destiny so I can't really say I've got an opinion of it uh, well I, I see a lot of uh, people on Twitch like they keep playing all these same multiplayer games like say like, Overwatch and Destiny but all they do is bloody moan about it. It's like, if you don't like it, stop playing it. Do something else. Oh my god. Don't just moan about kill death ratio or whatever. Just do something else. Gamers. Go and play Silent Hill. That, that is just a lot of gamers in general. A lot of, especially British people, we love to moan. Yeah. So, we love a good moan. And gamers also do. They'll moan over it and then be like, oh, I've just played 10 games in a row. You know? Yeah, so it's like, if you hate it that much, why are you playing it? Like, well, it's all I'm used to. Well, I don't know. Stubbornness. Stubbornness, that's yeah. what we're known for as well. <laughs> but that, like, I'm hoping there's some good from that the Sony Bungie deal, but as you say, I don't know. It feels, it feels such a left turn. It doesn't feel like... I don't, I'm not saying it was a, a, a good doesn't seem like a good deal but it just seems so bizarre 
Yeah. It's, it, it's like they've tried to retaliate, but with like buying the yeah. studio they could. It's like, well, <laughs> well, uh, we, we've just bought a Tesco's. Oh, yeah, well, I just bought a Tesco's meal, dear. Yeah, it's not quite the same. It's, it's like suddenly you have like, huh, look, Halo comes to PlayStation. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> but no, that, so. that, that wouldn't. But <laughs> I say that. Who knows? I don't know what I, I would. I, I'd assume that Microsoft have the right. So despite Bungie doing the first three, or, or or however many they did, they wouldn't be able to put it on PlayStation anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm guessing that's how it's going to work. Yeah. I mean, any sort of new games which Bungie puts out. I yeah. guess that's that all comes under the Sony IP. Yeah. It seems kind of weird because when like um, Microsoft did their announcement, there was like all oh, all these big franchises we can have, and there's like a a big show about it, and all different franchises you can look forward to. Whereas Microsoft, uh, PlayStation bought Bungie with like no fanfare whatsoever. They didn't do like a big show like parading all the things you can look forward to. No, it's just like, oh yeah, we got Bungie. I just, I saw a few funny memes going around. I was like, haha. But I haven't seen any. I, I, I know we've spoken about Game Pass. There is been rumours of PlayStation or Sony and doing something similar. It's got a code name right now called PlayStation Spartacus, but there's nothing. That's such a stupid name. I say it's a code oh, name. Spartacus. Code name. So. Don't know what it's actually going to be called, but that's what it's the code name Spartacus, for. Spartacus, it. it's going to cost you 300 quid a year for both services. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what it's going to be. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Spartacus sounds like it should be the name of the next God of War game. What, <laughs> God, of, what, God of Spartacus or Spartacus being the God of War? Both. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Kratos goes to Tesco's to get a meal to chaos <laughs> <laughs> Just Atreus Hickboy, do not wander from the aisles. And the boy just goes, I'm a Spartacus. He's like, no, you're not, boy. Fetch me a packet of McCoys, boy. From what it's actually called, the boy. Atreus. Atreus, that's what it's always called. Uh, it came, it popped into my head the other day. And then I was like, and then, and then it just popped out again. <laughs> but uh, come on, Brandon, what's your uh, experience playing it? Cause, uh, oh, I've. I picked, well, I say I picked up God of War. It came with the PS5 as part of the. the no, it's the PS Plus collection, isn't it? It is. Or yes. is you tell me. Yes, though. No. Well, I can't remember. I know, I know I started playing it once I got my PS5. And obviously, I, I hear so many people saying like how good God of War is. And like every time I've been to Comic Con, you always see someone dressed up as Kratos. So I thought, okay, let's give it a go. Because, right, let's just rewind a couple weeks before that, actually. I went around my girlfriend's and her stepdad was playing. Um, uh, God of War. So I had a look at it and I was like, oh, okay, I'll probably give that a go. It looks, you know, like role play you know, level up. So I thought, okay, I'll give that a swing. Because obviously, real fans of Souls like games. So I thought, okay, it might be something similar to that. And I started playing it. Yeah, it, you can tell it's Souls like in terms of, okay, it's a very difficult game. But it's not, obviously, it's not grindy. Like, you have to complete certain areas to get experience. Like, you kill a group of enemies, then you get the experience. But I do like the exploration of it. So, like, you go around as, like, these, like, um, is it Odin's or Thor's birds? One of the two, like, the collectibles around the map. You've got the blacksmiths dotted around where you can upgrade your gear. So, it's 
it's been quite a good ride. Animation-wise, is beautiful. Well, I say animation-wise, like, just the world building is very, very beautiful. So, like, when you see the Ouroboros, or the, you know, the big white serpent, and he starts speaking, I thought that was, you know, incredible. And then the Dark Elves, that's as, that's as far as I am at the moment, Chris, if you've played it. It's about the point with, it. I'm at the point with the High Elves and the Dark Elves. Oh, cool. Yeah, you're still, um, yeah, I think you're only about a quarter of the way in. Yeah, so I've only just started to... Well, I need to go... Well, yeah, I've just picked up the light. So I'm guessing we're on the way back to get rid of that shadow thing that's blocking the path up the mountain. Mm. While I'm thinking about it, like um, we mentioned a couple of weeks back the, the game Godfall. Yeah. And I did make passing reference, at least I think I did, to uh, how it was like trying to be God of War. Do you see what I mean, like, graphically? How it looks very similar. Graphically, and even, like... Yeah, it's just everything is sort of like God of War, but I don't know why Godfall just it just feels grindy for some reason. I mean, like it graphically, is. it looks incredible. The combat's just very repetitive, and and I would have thought, okay, you've got all these all these cool armor sets. Like, surely they'd vary up the animations and stuff or make them more unique, but it just doesn't. I, it astounds me how the screen can look like so busy and yet it's so bland at the same time. Yeah, that's lit. That's probably the best way. To, to say it's going on it's like an unseasoned ramen but there's a lot going on in that bowl but there's just no flavor it's like a an unbuttered ham sandwich from a tesco value meal dude actually this is gonna this is gonna be probably a hot take but i don't have butter on my sandwiches do you not no i just have mayo (laughs) (laughs) i put mayo in so many of my sandwiches like cheese mayo cheese onion mayo ham mayo Obviously, I draw the line when it comes to sausages because it has to be brown sauce or red sauce. I think we should swiftly move on from mm. your experience with sausages and mayo before things go to hell. You dirty fuck. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, this is why I'm on the show. <laughs> to bring the tone down and make you guys look better by comparison. We know yeah, but you're the one referring, you're <laughs> the one that might bring it into context. I'm here saying about innocent sandwiches <laughs> and you're bringing in mayo into the sausages, so come on. Are uh, innocent smoothies part of the meal deal? I don't know. Yes, they are. <laughs> oh, that, actually, okay, back on this topic. That's the only time I will ever buy those. I'm not paying £2.30 for like a single suit movie when I could basically get it for, you know, collectively with other bits of food for £3. See, I, I got a tactic with a meal deal. I always go for like the bottles of pop where you get like 600 mil instead of 500. I, I always go for like the most expensive smoothies because I'm just like, I'm not going to buy these unless they're like massively on offer. No, I do. I buy water. <laughs> oh, there's always one. There's always so, yeah. one. So yeah, God of War. God of War. God um, of War. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's a game. Uh yeah, I, I rather enjoyed it. Um you've not played the originals, have you, Brandon? No, I haven't. That's literally my first exposure to it. No, so what you better bear in mind is the new God of War. Well, I say new, Ragnarok will be out soon. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the the other God of War games are absolutely nothing like this one, uh, gameplay wise. They are more akin to the Devil May Cry series. Yeah, the hack and slash. Yeah, hack and slash. A couple of platforming puzzles, but there's not like a massive emphasis on it. And there's like a hidden chest from like, and it it does like the thing with like fixed camera angles. So there's like hidden like nuts and crannies like behind pillars, that kind of thing. Oh, that's sneaky. Yeah, it's sneaky, but it does encourage exploration, but it's not like you can really get lost or anything. It's All the games are like linear. It's just like the hid- hidden bits here and there. 
But uh, yeah, they're, they're all really good games, though. I highly recommend every single one. Mm. Right, I this is going to sound really stupid, but is the main character from the original God of War still called Kratos? Yes. Yeah, it's still Kratos. Yeah. How? Uh, like, beardy Kratos looks so better. Wait, that's so good English. But he had, <laughs> he had a beard in the original. Yeah, but he looks a bit more pointed. Looks a bit more square. Well, that was PS2 for me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, PS2. PS2. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're, they're that old. They're that old. Oh, gee, right, that's it. I busted up in Google. I need to see this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you if you look at Kratos with like the uh, like the, all, all the body decorations and the pointy beard, it, it screams two thousand. <laughs> it really does. That's God of War. <laughs> That God of War two with the things in the middle it looks like a two. Uh, well, there is a two on the. Oh, God of War two, yeah, there's God of War two. Yeah, yeah. where's yeah, God there's... of War one then? It's because God, oh, God of War. God of War. I know, but it gets. I, I, type, I, I literally typed in God of War PS two and just comes up with God of War two. I'm just like, where is God of War? Well, it's there. Okay, yeah. Kratos has like goatee, so it looks like you know the guy from System of a Down. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like surge tanking. Uh, I was thinking more of the um, the guitarist at first because he's bald oh. and got the little beard. Yeah, I, I don't oh, know him. Uh, his name I can never yeah. remember. Even though I've seen System like six, seven times. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, I, I really do enjoy God of War. It's a, it's a very good game. Um, although, um, if the, the ending sort of comes out of nowhere, I, I guess... Um, no spoilers. I'm, I'm, no, I won't spoil it. But um, I've never playing it and putting it down like a certain session and thinking, oh, I've I've still got a, a little way to go. And then like I picked it up and I played it for like half hour and then beat the game. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. Then. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah. You do have like the the big sort of climactic fight, but the game's full of climactic fights. And this one is like, I was like, oh, that was it, was it? Because the game goes on like a little bit. After you've had this climactic fight, so you assume there's just like more game, but then before you know it, like the credits are rolling. It doesn't like end in like a big boss fight. You like you have the boss fight, and then there's like another five minutes of gameplay, so, and it's like oh, mm. then it's the end. It's like oh okay, <laughs> I I thought there would be more. That's interesting. Yeah. It is a good game. I never found it hard though, like you say. But I think it's probably uh, because I've not actually started the game on the normal difficulty. I think that might be the reason why. Well, maybe it's also because you said like always, it's like a bit Souls-like and not uh, maybe a little bit from like the camera angle, but well, it's uh, I mean Souls-like in terms of you know dodge mechanic, parry mechanics. Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah, I, I think we're just like hardwired in such a way to play a game <laughs> it's like, like Souls. And if any game has a, has mechanics that aren't like Souls, it just confuses us. We don't. We don't yeah, know it's like what is this contraption? Like, what do you mean so, you can't parry in Pokemon? Like, what is this? Yeah, what is this bullshit? Why, why aren't I fat rolling Sonic the Hedgehog? What's going on? Like, come on, I'm holding like 200 rings. Like, what's going on? Yeah, should be over encumbered by now. <laughs> yeah, so that's what. That's the first thing I've been up to this week is actually sinking my teeth into the God of War and, you know, quite enjoying it. Nice. Well, hold on to something guys i actually played a game that i i haven't spoken about on the podcast Ooh, skyward sword uh <laughs> i i i 
finally re-picked up after I stopped playing it um, many, many months ago, Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS4. And how are you getting on? Uh, Did you so, get a rise out of it? Oh yeah, so I was, <laughs> I was already a bit of the way through when I uh, booted it up again. So uh, I don't know how far I I am through it. Might be halfway. I don't know if. Uh, but it was nice to come back to it. Like I was saying to you in our in our chat, I like I played an hour, an hour, and instantly when I booted it up, I was like, I don't remember the controls on this. I was like, I got into a gunfight and instantly died like three times in a row. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I really need to learn these controls again. <laughs> and uh, and then just I've been like playing a, quite a bit more. I've been more just like going back through like the different areas on it and getting the collectibles and doing like little missions where you get like extra weapons and that instead of doing the main plot. But uh, I'm looking forward to playing it, like picking up again and just going going through it some more. But uh, I don't know if why well, I know you said you had Chris. You played, uh, yes, them. Yes. So so of the uh, the reboots, I've played the first one and I've got about halfway through the second one and just put it down. Mm. I wasn't getting that much into it. And it, am I right in thinking the second one is Rise of the Tomb Raider? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so she she rises after she's already had the first game, which really should be have been called the Rise of. <laughs> yeah. She 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 raised and then she risen a bit more. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Uh, like, like the second one is like all about her, like father, and like whatever he was chasing and it's like a divine source so it's like her trying to find that for her uh, well I say spoilers but it's I think if you know Tomb Raider her parents are dead so yeah for her dead father so well it's been a, it's been, I've been it's been nice to come back to it to be honest I think I was a bit like I, it was in the back of my mind. I needed to pick it up, uh, but life just got in the ways, and I stopped playing it. And it's been nice to pick it up again, and I'm um, looking forward to sitting down with it. I think the first one I prefer, but I'm enjoying the second one. Yeah, well, I know I did. Okay, I don't really know why I preferred it. And why I put down the second one. I think I just got distracted by other things. But the first game I just played all the way through. And I was presently surprised with it. I've got Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So once I've finished Rise, I'll just scooch on over to the, the third and final one. All I've heard from the third game is it's pretty meh. It's, I think it's basically just more of the same. But they don't really do much with it. I've been. I've heard that it prioritizes the the puzzles a lot more than the action so it probably feels a bit more zelda like puzzle wise than a, than because okay. i feel like the second one has been a lot more action focused than even the first one but maybe that's just me 
I don't know. I think when it comes to that type of game, it's like, uh, I prefer the Uncharted series. That's what I want to play after, but I, I didn't want to just pick up Uncharted. I, I have... I started playing Uncharted 1 before, and then my copy decided to go, hey, I'm not going to work anymore. So I've not played any more since. But I've, now I've got on PS4, all four of them. On, once I've finished uh, Tomb Raider, the, the Survivor Trilogy of Tomb Raider, I'm then going to go through all four Uncharted's. I'd say well, four. You've got the spin-off as well, but I'm going to go through the core, the Nathan Drake uh, games, the four Nathan Drake games. Yes, uh, actually, it's a good time to bring up Uncharted because they've just like re-released like another collection. Yeah. Of the Uncharted games, and I think by the time this episode comes out, the Uncharted film will be in the cinema. Yes. And so I will go and check that out. So will I. Uh, although I think I think the, the top comment I've seen is. You could call this anything else, and you wouldn't even realise it's Uncharted. Mm. <laughs> yeah, as much as I like Tom Holland, I don't really buy him as Nathan Drake. He should have been played by Nathan Fillion. I, I'm glad you you said that because that was literally what my next words. Yeah, that that the character of Drake is Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Indeed, it should have been him playing. Why isn't he doing it? Oh well. Never mind. Brandon, have you had any experience with either Tomb Raider or Uncharted? The only exposure I've had to Tomb Raider is PS1 version with the box chest. And that's as far as I know regarding Tomb Raider. I've not even I've barely seen any of the films. I've barely done anything with the games and Uncharted I've never touched. So I literally have nothing to do with it, unfortunately. But it's not really? something which necessarily appeals to me, though. Uh, I'm not sure without checking, but I think the Uncharted games might be on the Plus collection. I do yeah, highly recommend Uncharted Four. Hmm. Oh, that's that's a pretty good one. Among Thieves. I think it, I think that's it's four. It's even four. Thieves End. Thieves End. That's it. Yeah. I think Among Thieves yeah. is the second one. You got okay. Drake's yeah. Fortune, Among Thieves. I can't remember what the third one's called, and then if he send. I don't even play them all, I'm like naming them. From what I understand, um, looking at the trailer for the Uncharted film, it looks like it takes a few action set pieces from like, the series, yeah. but, the overall, but the overall plot itself uh, is based more on a thief's end, because he yeah. like, mentions his brother, there's like, a shot of like a pirate ship, and that's like the ending to like the fourth Spoilers. Um, no, no, it's it's literally the entire plot. <laughs> yeah. No. What actually is the gameplay style of Uncharted? Because I've, like I said, I've not played it ever. Third person shooter action, a little bit like platformer. Yeah, a little bit they're, like. They're a bit. They're a bit like. Um, I don't want to say Gears of War, but some of the shootouts feel a little similar to that. But um, but, the, but there's a lot of platforming, like the Prince of Persia. Or. Assassin's I've played Creed. that. I've played yeah, a little bit of Assassin's. It's better than that. Though. Yeah. Yeah, I do recommend them, Ren. The, the storylines are really solid in all of them. That's what pretty much what makes them. They're all like... Mm. The, the, they are basically Indiana Jones films. Yeah. You're playing more for the story than anything else. Yeah. Right, is it one of these 
bullshit games where you, for some reason, have infinite ammo, or do you pick weapons up as you go? Oh, no, you do pick weapons up as you go. There's no infinite ammo or anything like that. I was going to say, thank God. But, um, in fact, how it works is um, like, you don't like have like weapons up. Like, you just start things uh, and like, the encounters with. You literally, like, uh, when you kill enemies, they, like, drop their pistols and shotguns, and you pick up theirs. Okay, and cool. the, the ammo varies on what they've got. And you, you only carry, like, two weapons at a time. You carry, like, a bigger one and a shorter one. It's like a pistol and a shotgun. Kind of. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Noted. I, I, I kind of like that, because uh, there's more than enough ammo to go around. But um, it incentivizes you to, like, try each weapon as you go along. Because you'll find like different weapons in different places when it kind of makes sense. So like you've been fighting like heavily artillery guys, so they'll like drop machine guns and like rocket launchers that kind of thing. Okay, it's fun. Cool. Oh, come on, Chris, don't keep us all waiting. Come on, I've already I've already said a list. I've already mentioned the the, the word today. Tell us about Pokemon. Oh, everyone wants to know about Pokemon, right? Well then, uh, once upon a time back in 1996. Oh wait, that's no, too far. You want to know about Pokemon Arceus, don't you? Yes. Fine. Pokemon Legends Fine. Arceus. Tell us. Well then, uh, there is a game called Pokemon Arceus, and it's on the Switch. Do you want me to go into more detail? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> uh, yes. So, Pokemon Arceus, uh, or Pokemon Legends Arceus. Should I say? But nobody fucking calls it Pokemon Legends. Everyone just calls it Pokemon Arceus. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of set in like a rural sort of feudal Japan. Kind of. But I feel the plot messes up a lot straight off the bat because your character is like sent through a wormhole from like modern day. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a bit of a bit of a clusterfuck. Yeah. It, 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 it took, like, on stream, it took, like, two hours to get past the fucking tutorial just to get to the actual game. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like it's a plot hole. Well, not plot hole. Uh, plot point that just doesn't need to exist. It's oh. like, why why can't we just be from this time and we're just making the Pokedex? Why, why is this a thing? Chris, yeah. I saw a really weird meme about this I, d I was like i don't really un i didn't understand so but it was basically going that the main like uh it was basically saying that the main character the main male character in pokemon diamond and pearl mm -hmm. and the female character in <laughs> um pokemon legends <laughs> they they're they're child is uh one of the other uh of the other the like the female and then that it was just like really i was like what i don't know yeah, what... you, you confused me already what? What? i'm gonna i'm gonna wait i'm gonna try and find this meme because but you just carry on i'm gonna okay. find this meme though why 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 have a has a stroke um yeah <laughs> uh yeah so um so but basically, the, the entire plot point is uh, you you uh, you you fall out of the sky. You start talking to the Pokemon professor who wears a silly hat because of course he does. And then the plot from there is basically, yeah, we're we're making this thing called the Pokédex. And since you fell out the sky 
and know nothing about Pokemon, and you're only a kid, because we should really give you some serious medical attention, and you need to go home. You seem like a perfect candidate to do all 100 hours of busy work for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, also, the characters are obsessed with Potato Mocky. They eat nothing else. Like the, the, there is, there is so much dialogue about potato mocky. Like nearly every other fucking cutscene has got them talking about potato mocky. What? And even, even in an advert, a scene for it where they're doing like a Master Chef thing, where there's like a munchlax in it, uh, they're talking about potatoes. And I'm not sure if it's only me that's made the connection, but I'm pretty sure I can't be. It's like, why are they obsessed with potato mocky? What's going on? Uh, I, to the point, I was like, I have put in the right game, haven't I? I, I have put in Pokemon, I'm not, uh, like, Potato Legends Arceus. But... No. Anyway, gameplay rise. Uh, so, you have, like, one hub village, like, uh, Jubilee City. Uh, you've got, like, your Pokemon headquarters there. You've got, like, just, like, the strip where you've got, like, several shops. As, as you know, be expect from a Pokemon game. Uh, you've got NPCs who you do actually do side quests for. But I won't sugarcoat it. They're all pretty much fetch quests. It's like, oh, I really want to see a Magnemite. Oh, I really want to see a Shinx. It's like, so you just go out and catch one and just come back with it. And say, there you go. There's your Magnemite. So, and I go, wow, I've never seen one before. Even though there's like one literally sat next to me and there's hundreds of persons in the field and we've lived alongside them for hundreds of years. But yeah, I've never <laughs> seen one before. Yeah. Um, the, the writing's not stellar. I'll give it that. And so, the gameplay loop is a lot of dialogue, even more dialogue. You go from point A to B to go to go to the main area. You have more dialogue, and then if you're lucky, about three hours later, you get to go into the open world. <laughs> and that that's when the game is actually good, when it actually like lets go of your hand oh. and say, oh like, oh yeah, you know how we keep hammering it home that you've got to fill in this Pokedex. Well, now we're going to let you do it. <laughs> so, um, and I would say at, at this time of uh, recording, I haven't finished it yet. Uh, I have played it for about a solid 12 hours or so, uh, probably a bit more. And I'm told the game is about 30 hours or so long, give or take. But this game will keep you busy for a hell of a long time. So... Obviously, you go into like the wild. It's kind of like the wild area from like Sword and Shield in feel, but yeah. uh, you you catch Pokemon in real time. Like uh, you hide in the grass, you like sneak on them, throw Pokeballs at them. If you hit them from behind without them noticing you, you're more likely to catch them. Uh, and there's like a rank system in the game. Like for every Pokemon you catch, and for like uh, certain different goals that you tick off, uh, you get points. When you get amass so many, you go up a rank. And when that happens, you get like access to like great balls, ultra balls, that kind of thing. Uh, so there is a sort of leveling system. Now the way I, now the reason I say why it can take absolutely ages is because for every Pokemon, they've got like a Pokedex page, but it isn't as simple as just like catching one and using them in a fight. Uh, no, there are about six different things you've got to do for each one. Uh, and normally, like the first one is catch at least twenty-five. <laughs> catch so many without them spotting you. Use so many in a fight. Like uh, beat so many in a fight. Normally about twenty-five, thirty. Uh, see them use a certain move x amount of times, or like 
catch them in a specific way. He's like, Jesus Christ. He's like, and this is for like every single one. He's like, bloody hell, I'm never going to do all this. This is <laughs> complete busy work. I'm sure people will, but I'm not going to be one of them. So. Jesus Christ. How many times do you want me to catch the same soddy pidgey, which I'm never going to use? Just boot out at the moment I get it. But if you want that max level and want all the experience, you've got to do this stuff. But so far, I've got by just fine. By just um, not going massively out my way. It's like any like sort of walk by, any need like I think oh I've not got a, I've not got a, one of those. I'll, I'll catch me one of those. If there's a couple around and I've got the supplies, then I will catch a few more, fight a few more, depending on the situation. Yeah. You still have a team of six in your party, and uh, as per normal, and combat is still turn based. It's just like your character can still move around, so uh, it it gives it like the feel that it's not, but it totally is. Oh, totally just like a normal Pokemon fight. I I might but, be a little bit like uh, Nino Kuni to some extent. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's been a while since I've played those games, but yes, pretty much. Uh, the only sort of difference is it's got um, instead of like going back and forth like you normally do. Uh, it's got more of a um, sort of like Final Fantasy X sort of battle system going on, where um, like a turn order roster. Okay. And you can use your moves and they can use theirs, but uh, when the Pokemon uses a move so many times, it does what it's called mastering. And if you do that, you get given the option to like do a, do a move, either what they call agile style, which does less damage but is quicker. So um, if your speed stat's high enough, you might be able to like pull that off twice before they get a go. And then you've got like your strong style as well, which is like the opposite. Which I think like hits like twice as hard, but then they can your opponent can probably go twice before you do. So you gotta trade it off. Normally, depending on what you're trying to do, because you can still catch Pokemon in battle. I find you're normally better off sticking with agile style if you're trying to not knock out the Pokemon. Just, just weaken it down, and then using your strong stuff to try and one-shot stuff in the fight. That's been my experience. But yeah, that is pretty much the same gameplay loop. Uh, on like each like open world, it's like because each open world is like broken down into chunks, which I believe there's like five areas. Um, but so far, the ones I've been to have been a little bit samey. It's basically like a forest area, a sort of swamp foresty area, a sort of beach foresty area a lot of trees there's a lot of trees <laughs> but, uh, but yeah i i am having fun i was worried it would get repetitive after seeing the pokedex and seeing i've got to catch that many fucking stars yes sir. i mean if it was onyx yeah I'll, I'll get me an army of onyxes fine no problem I'm, I'm cool with that but i ain't doing that for every single pokemon god no but i find if you just like if you're going from like a to b like following the main storyline and just like Catching as you go, whatever you walk past, or something catches your eye, and uh, if you do that, then you you pretty much golden. It don't feel repetitive. Yeah, uh, I am enjoying it. Um, I think my full verdict will come out when I've finished it. Yeah. I might just get completely burnt out, or probably not even finish it if if the game says, "Oh, you've got to be such a higher level, like you've got to be like rank ten to do this," which will require hundreds of hours of grinding. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. But so far, it's been okay. 
I think I've seen. I think IGN said they complete it in about sixteen hours. So yeah, yeah. I think if you just stick to the main plot line. Don't do much. <laughs> yeah, probably about that. I uh, I I I sent the meme. It's it, sent the meme. Yes. The meme. Yes. So he has. What's the meme say? Let's blow it up. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. This is this is a bit. Even I'm like, wait, what? I'm I'm assuming Chris might know more now. That seems to be missing many descendants. So what Dan has sent to us is a picture of basically what you said earlier, like uh, like the both genders from the past and the present paired up, and like they're the parents of like the main characters in Diamond and Pearl. But I think there might be a couple of hundred years between those. They don't just directly. <laughs> right, yeah, it just says just descendants. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of descendants. So we can all assume that they all look the same. It's like hundreds of years. It's like, Grandma, Grandma, why do you look exactly the same as me? Wrong genes. Also, also why are you 10? Because, <laughs> you know, a- aging's not a thing in the Pokéverse. No. No. If we just, just look at Ash Ketchum. Hmm. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the game. Probably enough. Probably when this episode drops, I might have it. Uh, it's, it sold really well, so I sadly didn't pre-order it prior. So I've ordered it now, but because it sold really well, it's coming a bit later. But that's, I think, all right for me. I, I've got life is a bit busy for me. Uh, so it's nice only focusing on Rise of the Tomb Raider and a, just a few other little things for, for now until Pokemon Legends comes. I'm just waiting with bated breath for Elden Ring. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm I'm hang, I'm gripping on. How many people reach, Brandon? Well, Brandon, if you're like Chris, you could have something to savor that. In a, in a very different form. A what? Yeah, you know, you you want you want some Soulsborne, but there could just be another way you could get that, get some new. Oh yeah, you you could play it on the PlayStation One, couldn't you, Chris? Yeah, you could, and by PlayStation One, I mean on PC. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if nobody has seen, in fact, if I'm really really nice on the Facebook page. We might even leave a download link because it's completely free. Because, you know, we're nice like that. Um, yes, so uh, there has been this one man whose name I do not know. Did not look up, but I really should have done that. But I didn't, so we're just going to have to roll with it, I'm afraid. But if you go into itch.io, uh, there is a version of Bloodborne that has been demade. And it's been made to look like it's a PS1 game. If I had to draw a, a uh, comparison, it probably looks more like nightmare creatures than anything else I can think of. But it is essentially the Yarnum area of the game. I was, I was about to ask, game. is it the full game? It's not the full game, no. But I've 
played it for about three hours, give or take. Um, okay, so world building wise, um, it's the same plot. They've remade like the cutscenes. Like, um, I, I think they may have used the voice samples from the PS4 game, but all the graphics are like PS1. And it's got everything. It's got like the shimmering graphics where they sort of wobble. You know what I mean? Like, um, but the level design isn't one to one. The level design is slightly different. I mean, you'll you'll know each area, but um, it's not exactly the same layout because I think it's trying to cope with like the limitations of the hardware they're using. Um, uh, so each bit is like a bit more sandboxy, and instead of like being seamless, each area is like broken up in. By a loading screen, which oh, okay, actually that don't... actually gives it the that actually gives it the feel then. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, so each each little section, is like well, a couple of rooms, is like its own little sandbox, I guess. Just um, broken up by a loading screen, and then you go to another bit. So somewhere like Yveska's clinic, where you start off, that room where you spawn, and the werewolf, and like one side room is like one area, but it's like a ladder and rafters which weren't there originally fetch it out a bit more and then when you go out into the streets that's like its own loading area and then that area is like the front bit and like the first sort of lantern and then the like half of the main street you go up you know the level design but yeah it's not exactly the same though you'll you'll get a rough idea of where you are going from area to area but they are not the same uh i have got lost a couple well not lost but I've just been going around going, where the hell am I now? Disorientated is the word. Yeah, because you, you're assuming somewhere's going to lead you to somewhere else and it doesn't. <laughs> you're like, where the hell am I now? And basically, like, some areas of it are, like, brand new. Like, I've gone into, like, a sewer area and it's, like, a poison floor. And it's like, well, that's obviously not in the original. <laughs> um, but I have beat one boss. I've managed to beat the cleric beast. And he looks great on PS1 graphics. Yeah, I've just uh, seen a picture of it. It looks very intimidating. Yeah, I'm too curious now. I've got to have a look. Uh, I I just threw a fuck ton of molotovs at it. <laughs> well, what I, what I do like about it though is um that that little loading screen uh when you go between areas, I find it quite beneficial because it also spawns all the enemies back, and you don't like have to go back to the hunter's dream every time to do that. So I'd actually say it makes like. Leveling up and grinding just that li- that little bit quicker, because <laughs> you can just like like go in that area where there's a street with a load of huntsmen in it, and just like run away and then just go straight back in again, do it all again, which is nice. Um, although some of it is trying to keep it exactly how the aesthetics would be on the PS1, so you don't change your weapon. Like in real time, you like have to like press start and like go to a menu and like toggle it, and you've you've got like a whole sort of equipment menu thing going on, which is like not <laughs> how it works at all in the normal one. But uh, the, the whole thing feels janky, but like on purpose. <laughs> that makes sense. It's, uh, it 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 does make it really does make it feel like it, it is a game that would have been out at the time, like back in ninety eight. Um. I, I give it really high praise, though. I think they've done a fantastic job of it. And it's free. Can't argue with that. <laughs> mm. 
free blood porn. That's, that's, I've got, I've, I've, I vote for anybody who promised free blood porn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, it's a highly, highly, highly recommended. If if I have one critique with it, it's the controls. There's like no analog support for moving. It's all on the D-pad. And you use like the shoulder buttons to rotate the camera. Oh come on, that just literally makes it more PS1 then. Exactly. If there's no analog. Exactly. So that's Indeed. good. It it just takes um a bit of getting used to. <laughs> but once you get there, it becomes like second nature. It's like if you buy a, like pick up like an old N sixty four controller and you're thinking, How the hell did I control the first person shooter with one analog mm. stick? But after like half hour you sort of click with it. It's kind of like that. The first like ten minutes of me playing the game and seeing a fucking bare hand that werewolf at the beginning, like I normally do, flawlessly every time I play football. <clears throat> uh, yeah, didn't didn't go so well this time. <laughs> I I was either hitting at nothing or just pressing the wrong button entirely. So yeah. Although, I will give one little secret though. If you do boot it up, if you go to like the door that's right behind you as he's spawning. And you got to do it straight away because you don't get a chance otherwise. If you go to the door behind you and try to open it a hundred times, uh, there is an Easter egg and quite a sizable one. So it's, it's worth doing this for that. But then you might want to load up a different save. Oh, that. So, oh, yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it could be a dangerous one then. Uh, it's not dangerous. Mm. It's just... um. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. Just, just, just give it a go. If, if you boot it up, give, give that a go first, and then like load up another character and then start again. It's worth it. Well, I can't imagine Brandon's going to, with his house and stuff, he's not going to look at it for a while. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to get around to it. Like Literally, right now, while we're recording this episode, I'm currently shredding all bits of paperwork which I've just had stored in my cupboard and I've literally just found a bank statement from eight years ago <laughs> so I'm literally just shredding this to pieces and I'm just looking at it and I'm just like yeah, I've got less money now than what I did eight years ago <laughs> so uh, so, uh, so, how many meal deal receipts have you shredded as well in that time? I can now buy under 800 meal deals <laughs> oh dear it's kind, of, kind of dire yeah. Situation oh. is dire. Well, Brandon, although you you've been a you you're shredding bank statements, you yes. you have been shredding maybe some uh, duelists. Yeah. So obviously, I spoke about Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, Legacy of the Duelist like when the when the podcast was first sort of in its infancy. But a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Konami released another Yu-Gi-Oh game called Yu-Gi-Oh Masterdoor. So it's it's again it's a take on Legacy of the Duelist, but rather it being just pure like Legacy of the Duelist, absolutely fantastic Yu-Gi-Oh game in terms of like retelling the anime, like really really good because you could play both sides, absolutely incredible. And then you got like a challenge one where you can fight that that Duelist using a specific deck. So like Weevil rather than using his like perfectly ultimate Great Moth will then go to use like Insectoids style deck. Rex Raptor will go from using his dinosaurs to go using the evil swords and evil lights. So it's really, really cool like that. Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, it seems to be more orientated 
like there's a little bit of like gimmicky to it so like it will tell you like a brief story of like you know like the monarch cards dan yeah you know so. like what callum went through and just basically trashed us on that first time we went to play at geek Retreat. oh yeah yeah so it basically tells you the story about how that deck came to be and what is the law behind it so i find that that's pretty cool like it tells you like the history of some of the decks but I think they've tried to mainly gear it towards a uh, PvP aspect uh... rather than story aspect. So it's it's almost like they don't really give you a choice, but you have to do PvP. I mean, they do stuff like oh, there's daily rewards. Like you get you get deck points when you log in for the day. You get deck points if you win certain times, or you you know if you unlock certain hidden cards and. But they don't really give you a clear number on how many cards there are in the game. They just say, oh, there's over 10,000 cards in this game. Yes, but there's over 10,000 cards in the Legacy of the Duelist, which came out a few years ago. So what have they actually added to it? But the, my biggest gripe with Master Duel compared to Legacy of the Duelist is Legacy of the Duelist has a really, really good user interface. Like When it comes to actually sorting out your deck, you can sort them by card colour, whether it's a normal effect, ritual, XYZ, pendulum. You can sort it by star grade, so less than four, between four to six, six to eight, or yeah, like you can really fiddle with the star ratings you're doing. I'm exactly trying to home in. Oh yeah, and something which you can probably take for granted is you can sort your cards alphabetically. Can you do this in Master Duel? No. It's an all-out free-for-all to try and find out, okay, I've currently got four thousand cards in my box. How do I know what I've got? Like that's probably my biggest gripe, is the user interface is not great at all. Did you ever play Duel Links? Uh, no. I stayed away from that because it was just a bit... Uh... Well, this just... from Like, Duel Links, you could do all... Like, you could do what you could do in Legacy of the Duel List. But then, at the same time, Duel Links is pay to win. Um, yeah, it's, it's just the uh, same thing for Master Duel. Oh, uh, well, then. Mm. Like Master Duel is pay to win, whereas Legacy of the, whereas Legacy of the Duel list is. You, you could just play it for the story, and it will easy, easily take you over 100 hours to play through the story. Well, they're both. Duel Links and Master Duel, aren't they both free? Uh, yeah, well, they're both free. Yeah, so that's, that's the cool thing, is that they're free like to get in. But they're both pay to win. Yeah, they're pay to win because there is actually a ranking system. So, like, I'm currently bronze two because I've just. You know, I've won a little bit. No, I'm not even bronze. I'm still in like the baby ranks. But I mean, I because the my thing with the Yugo games is I'm either gonna play against someone who actually enjoys the game, or there's gonna be no one playing it because I doubt many people want to play Yugo online against other people. I don't know if there's that many people who do it. And then you might get the other end of the spectrum where you get the whales. Who you know spent money on it, so you don't know what you're gonna end up as. <laughs> the whales. Well, that's literally the terminology you use to, you know, to describe people who have spent like an exorbitant. Um, all right, I'll just I'll just use petty English. A big amount of money to get what they want in a game. Like, gacha gods. Yeah, upon ba- me. basically gacha gods. But I will give them credit. Like, you can get cards very very fast in Master Duel. And like there's this like SR or, or there's that super rare ultra rare system. Yeah. But what, there's one thing which doesn't really make sense to me is that they have obviously they've got the cards, but every now and then you'll get a card where it's got a, a, a slightly fancy frame on it, and they it class that as another card. I was like, oh for goodness sake, 
Oh, mm. actually, uh, that's just reminding me of something else which I actually really enjoy. Is you can change the background layout of the dual surface. Like you can turn it so like your yeah. your dual thing basically looks like a magma zone. You can change your you know your profile picture. You can change yeah. your avatar which accompanies you. That's kind of nice, but it's not. To like me, the cosmetic side of it, it's not really ne- needed. I, um, in Macedon, who do you play as? Do you play as the characters? You, you know, you just play as you. Like, there's no character in it. Oh, okay, that's completely different to Duel Links. Whereas Duel Links, you play as, like, Yugi, Satakaiba, whoever. Like, from all the different uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! series. Yeah, it's, that's the same thing for Legacy of the Duelist. Like, like, you can go through the story and play as those individual characters using the decks they would have had at that point in the anime. Right. But, you know, Master Duel, it's, it's just... I'd say it's, you know, it's just a PvP game with a little bit of story, right. but the story's, you know, it's it's if you want to find out like, the lore and like the history of certain decks, I guess. Right. I, I don't know. I saw it came up from the sounds of it. I, I've recently uh, got rid of Duel Links on my PC because I was just I wasn't playing it, and this just to me sounds like I'm I'm not even gonna touch Master Duel now. Yeah, I mean, I picked it up because obviously it was free. It'll be nice to see what have they done differently to from the last Yu-Gi-Oh games, so like Legacy of the Dauntless. Like, surely you think, okay, that came out what three years ago ish. You'd think, okay, they might well, probably even longer, but you thought, okay, they'd probably introduce something bigger to it. But it's the fact that the user interface is a complete downgrade, and it makes it so hard to make decks. Like, you just can't categorize cards easily. It's horrible. Mm. Like imagine it's literally trying to find a needle in a haystack for just a single card, because you can't sort them alphabetically. You can't sort them by like what they do. It's just it's yeah, it's just difficult. It's annoying more than anything. Mm. But would I recommend it? Not really. I'd say if you if you're ever looking for a Yu-Gi-Oh game. But if you're a, if you're a diehard Yugo fan, play Legacy of the Duelist. It's an absolutely fantastic game. Really, really like probably the best Yugo game available. Really, really good. Can I just quickly, quickly, quickly say that the uh, the person that made the Bloodborne PSX remake yeah. uh, goes by the name uh, Lilith Wolf. I, I think I've pronounced that right, Lilith Wolf. Lilith. Uh, I just I just think it's. Uh, good to give credit where it's due mm. for such a good product. Hmm. Good for them. Good for you, Lilith. <laughs> no, I, I think we've. I I played Duelings quite a bit, but I just got bored and I like. I think I wanted like a certain deck and. I, I think it wouldn't have been very good, so I was just like, I'm just gonna. I just got. I just decided to leave it, and like it make you like. I would play it, and I just do it like auto play. I wasn't even playing, so I was like, I'm, why am I even playing this game? So I just got rid of it. I'll say if you want to like play specific desks, like get Legacy of the Duelist, mm. like because I think you can still play online with it. So you can still it's still that aspect, but there's no incentive to play online, if that makes sense. So like you could you could you, it's the options there if you want to. Like it doesn't force you to do it. 
mm. which I like. Like it doesn't shut you behind a wall. Like if anything, the only way to get the cards is you need to farm for deck points and actually just buy the packs using your deck points. So like by either fight, either clearing the stories over and over again, or fighting the dual challenges or whatnot. So it can take it can take absolutely ages to get all the cards you want because like there's ten thousand cards. <laughs> Obviously, ideally, in the optimal world, you want three of every card. So effectively, you're trying to farm for thirty thousand cards minimum. Ain't no one got time for that. Like I said, it could easily take you over a hundred hours to literally complete Legacy of the Duelist. It is a huge, huge game. No, I ain't got time for that. No, no, <laughs> no way. But I think there's something that all of us have had time for is we've all watched quite a few films recently. Yes, yeah, so I thought I'd make the effort to watch a film, considering I'm usually either watching anime or playing games. Uh, no, so, yes. Who wants to... St- Come on, Brandon, you, you start off. Cause you... I'll start off, because seeing as this is a rare, momentous occasion, Yeah, is I thought, okay, I've got Amazon Prime. I barely use Prime Video, apart from if I wanted to watch South Park. So I thought, okay, let's try to contribute to the podcast and actually watch a film. And, and I decided to watch the film Parasite. Oh, Parasite the Maxim, that, that anime. No, not the anime. <laughs> <laughs> although, to be, although, although, actually, Parasite the Maxim is actually on my rewatch list because I do want to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, I watched Parasite. I I heard that it, you know, did really really well on like reviews. So I thought, okay, let's give it a go. And yeah, I I enjoyed it. I liked the suspense in it, and I was like, you know, at a certain point, like obviously, all of you guys have seen Parasite, haven't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. So you know when it got to the point where you discover there's this other family underneath yep. the basement, and I'm just like, oh, what's going to happen? And then, oh yeah, I was like, literally at one point, I was on the edge of my train seat, like, please don't do something awkward. Please don't do something awkward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, no, the... They did something awkward. <laughs> it's like, oh, they did something awkward. I've that, that that's I've... the plot of the film. Everyone, <laughs> people do something awkward. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's my only. I do have a couple gripes with the film, though. Gripe number one, it seems like they actioned it very, very fast at the start. So, like, every day they were, like, bringing in an extra member of the family. It wasn't, like, any sort of, like, a blooming of that particular role as such. And then you've got the fact that the, the, the girl that the guy is tutoring, she borderline has Stockholm Syndrome, because how the hell can she fall for a tutor that fast? It's like that just made no sense to me whatsoever. I like I'd probably say that they're my biggest gripes is just those two. But apart from that, I really, really enjoyed the film. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'll tell yeah. you I'll tell you why I enjoyed it. It's a story I haven't seen done before. Yeah, it was very, very unique. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like a weird initially it was like a weird con con uh con film. And then it just like the bit under the, uh, like the other family, kind of had a bit of weird horror vibes, to some degree. But it, the film was also really funny. It just had these all these weird aspects to it that just made mm. it really enjoyable. Yeah, and then like, I get it got to one point like you genuinely like you could feel for the original family because obviously they're obviously they're living in poverty. They're trying to make a living and you know as any family would do if you're given a, if you're given an opportunity you would 
take advantage of it as much as possible. Like it's very lifelike like that. And then when obviously the house got flooded, I was like, I feel very bad for them. Like I actually, even though they're technically evil in the eyes of the law and everything, it's just like, I feel bad for this family. They've literally been flooded. They're literally going to lose almost everything. Well, that's always a sign of a good antagonist, though, is like one you can understand why they're doing what they're doing. Mm. Uh, although I, well, the, off the rails. I am just very curious, like how did it take the like the family in like when it was the party in the garden? How did it take him so long to notice this guy with a battered bloody face and a knife to get right the way in? <laughs> like how did how did no one notice? <laughs> well, there, was, there, was, there, there was cake. Everyone everyone's cake yeah. is actually by cake. Everyone knows this. And there might have been a balloon as well. I mean, yeah, it was all going to be revolving around the cake, you know, with the Indian thing, like the Native American Indians, but... Like, how did no one notice? <laughs> it boggles well, they me. They did in the end. I know, they'd... yeah, but well, it's too late. Yeah. And they're always the way, though. Mm. Yeah, I've, you know, I've really, really enjoyed it, like, considering, like, how rare it is for me to watch a film, you know, I think I've found a banger. Well... I, I, it is a banger of a film. I I I went to cinema to watch it with my dad, and it was great. It was weird seeing like that kind of film that uh, in the cinema. Not like the fact that I had like uh, like I see anime films in the cinema, but that always felt special. But then to see like a quite a popular film with. All in Korean with English subtitles in the cinema just felt a bit different. Was the cinema packed? Because it literally, like, there wasn't really a build up for it, it just came out of nowhere and everyone yeah. was raving about it. Um, when I saw it, no, but it it won, um, what did it win? Sundance Awards or something? No. Some, some film festival. What was it? won an Oscar, yeah. Oh yeah, that that one. That's yeah, you got best picture. You got best picture at the Oscars. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I do find if you're going to make a film uh, with moving pictures, you better have at least one picture in it. It does help. <laughs> well, come on, Chris. Bring it. What What is the film? You You've. Uh, uh, I don't even know what the words I'm trying what, to What have I put in my eyeballs? <laughs> yeah, I was, on, did you on, on that, with? I was on those lines and I couldn't even think. <laughs> what, did your eye, uh, what did your elven eyes see? Oh, chrysalis. Alright, now, now you've just put me off now. Because <laughs> all I can think about is that fucking Lord of the Rings meme. Yes. Egg Nicholas, what do your egg eyes see? Egg. <laughs> egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, right. So, first off, I, I've got to mention one film because I was going to mention it in my last uh, episode and just didn't get around to it. Um, and it's a film that uh, one of my close friends have been talking about. Uh, so, I watched the film called The House on Netflix. And The House is basically it's three different stop animation, um, stop motion animation films sort of stitched together each one being about half hour each uh so being 
being the kind of film it is, um, it's like dits in quality. But uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't want to really say much because to say anything would spoil it. Um, I think the the biggest name in it, cast wise, is a uh, Jarvis Cocker, uh, musician. Uh, there's like a voice in the the main character in the second story. But um, yeah, it's the the animation's done really well, and it's a bit out there, particularly in the first one. But each story's like, well, it ah, oh, lack of a better word, a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just had a little look. That seemed really interesting. I might have to yeah. check that out. You know, I'll I'll tell you what, like. Though I didn't find the stories themselves to be all that great, um, I will remember it for quite a while. It's it's just out there enough to sort of be memorable. Um, I think I prefer, like as I said, the, the second story out of the three. Uh, the third one I wasn't that keen on. In fact, I wasn't that keen on the uh, the art style on the first one, but it grew on me after a little bit. Um, and it is quite a dark film as well. So it said it was. It said on the tagline, it's like dark comedy, but I didn't really find it to be all that funny. But I did find it to be dark, and I do mm. like a bit of that. <laughs> okay, sometimes I do like a bit of that, where uh, there's not always like a happy ending. But honestly, overall, uh, it is a recommendation. If you if you want something different, uh, then yeah, check out the house on Netflix. Uh, and while I'm on the subject of Netflix, uh, since it only came out uh, a couple of days ago on Netflix, I know it's been on telly for, I think, only a couple of months, if that. But the the latest series of Always Sunny in Philadelphia dropped as well. And I fucking love that show. It's like one of my favourite live action shows, like, period. It's so funny. Uh, so the, the latest series, it's, it's only got eight episodes in it. So it's not overly long, and each episode is only like 20 minutes or so. But what I like about it more than the other ones is just it's really fucking funny. Like, every episode is fantastic. Because um, I do find with like a lot of like American humour, there's like a lot of episodes in each series. And for my money, you can just scrap like half of them. Like Overall, the series is funny, but half of the episodes is like but they seem like filler more than anything. But no, this, this series just knocks it out of the park. And honestly, I binge watched the whole thing in one sitting. And I <laughs> want to watch it again. Because <laughs> it's great. But what I find even better about this series is the second half, like the last four episodes, are basically a film. The mm. uh, all, all the characters like go to a trip to Ireland. For, for reasons. And that's just like how the first episode of the four kicks off. But that gives them an excuse to sort of like go to different places, uh, have like uh, new guest characters in it. Uh, the actor Cole Meany, I believe his name is, um, he's in Anna Partridge after Papa. And in a. He's in Con Air as well, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, he, ma- he makes. Uh, He's got a big role in it. But uh, because of how it's set up, yeah. I, I said I binge-watched it, but I'm really glad I did, because if you do watch it, 
I say watch the last four episodes in one sitting because it really does feel like a film. Each character like goes through an arc and they all sort of come together at the end. And yeah, it's, it's not a film. It is just like four episodes, but it's really got the scope of one. I do remember them talking about doing an always sunny film and obviously that's not happened. But this feels like a sort of compromise. I don't know if that was the case, but that's certainly how it feels to me. And I really, really highly recommend it. But I'm sure if you're an always Sunny fan, you'd have checked it out by now anyway. Mm. But still, it's been good stuff. Yeah. I've watched a bit of Always Sunny, so mm. not that much. Yeah, I do love it. It's it's one of the shows I I think it's a bit like Peep Show. How um you you have like a, the cast of characters and as time goes on, they all degrade and become worse people as it goes on. <laughs> it's like like the situations are getting in this worse and worse and worse. <laughs> like the the relatively like stand up people when you first meet them. And then through circumstance and over the series, it's like, oh no, what terrible human beings we've become. I don't but know. I think, it just, bit... I, think it just, I think it just gets funnier from there. I don't know, I feel like they're already pretty bad when you, when you meet them. Yeah, I'm thinking more like the supporting characters, like, um, other, like the character of Cricket, for example. He starts off and he's like, he's just a, a nice priest who like fancies one Lacasty. And he'd do anything for her. And yeah, he does. And it doesn't go well. <laughs> it really doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah. Bless. But yeah, always sunny. Fantastic film. Uh, film. One that... Yes. Yep. Yep, that, that well, well film. The se- as I said, the second half feels like a film. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they need to make a film of it. Do that one. I'll go watch it. Uh, and then the last one I watched, which I believe you've watched as well, The no, Invisible Man. I've not. I I know of it. Um, I'm I'm debating checking it out. I'm not really a horror fan, but I don't know. I I remember this is the new one, isn't it? Yeah. So this yes. is. Uh, I think it was late 2020. It came out early 2021. Yeah, it was around the first lockdown. I remember. Yeah when this was advertised and I was I think I was taking the piss out of it <laughs> and then I saw a review for it and I was like wait this is meant to be really good oh okay and I've ever wow. since I've been interested in maybe watching it well uh I haven't seen anything about the film going forward so uh I'm intrigued by when you said it's it was very well done um, my thoughts, uh, yeah, it's, I would say horror, I'd say it's more of a thriller. Mm. It's, it's got a couple of bits in it you might describe as horror, but I didn't feel that way about it. Um, honestly, it's, it's an invisible man story, like, um, but there is a twist, kind of. Uh, honestly, though, I thought it was very predictable. And quite by the numbers, I I thought it was a bit dull. I could okay. see where it was going. Um, it's not like a massive cast, so it's not like a big twist or anything. Like when certain things are revealed, um, at least I I saw it coming anyway. So yeah, um, I I thought it was just a bit slow because the film is like over two hours long. 
Really? I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it needed to be. Really didn't. I think you could shave half an hour off it easy. Okay. Um, there's a lot of uh, long shots, like where they're trying to like build a tension, but for me it didn't work. For other people, maybe, but it didn't do anything for me. I was just finding myself starting to get bored. Uh, I did stick it out though, but yeah, um, it's not a recommendation from me. I'm sorry to say. Um, maybe you'll get a kick out of it because I know a lot of people tend to like more horrors than I do. And I do like horror, but um, oh, what's what's the what's the name of the um, ah, da, 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 oh, it's on the it's on the tip of my brain. I, I suppose it's got a um, it follows it follows. Oh uh, yeah. I, I suppose it's got a similar sort of feel to that. Um, yeah, that's probably the closest I could put it. But, but if you're gonna watch an Invisible Man film, go and watch Hollow Man. It's got Kevin Bacon in it. It's got terrible, yet at the time, really good CGI in it. Kevin Bacon, come on. What do you want? It's a much better film. I've watched Hollow Man ten times in a row before I watched Invisible Man again. Well, there's a few films. <laughs> I, I myself have watched two films. Um... So I watched an anime film, <laughs> and uh, I watched a, a live-action film. So I'll talk about the non-anime film first. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, I know you've seen it, uh, Chris. Do you know? I've seen the film and yeah, the TV series. So it's all about uh, four vampires living in New Zealand and it's it's like uh, filmed as a mockumentary and it's <laughs> it's really funny it's like all little bits where they like they all go out clubbing and they have to be invited in because they're vampires oh I get yeah so they can't yeah. just r r walk into any clubs and then it's just, just like all taking the piss out of like everything you think of when you think of vampires, and it's just really funny. And it's uh, I see Taika Waititi who did Jojo Rabbit that Chris spoke about a couple episodes back for yeah. Ragnarok. Uh, yeah, it's, I I just had a really good time with it. Yeah, it's a fun film. Uh, so the, the whole thing's shot like a sort of mockumentary, like it's all like yeah, help camp. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, but there, there are there are a lot of good things to like about it. Um, example, like because they all like live as housemates, mm. but they're all from like different dynasties. Yeah, so they, they all act completely different. They have like different dress senses. Isn't like how uh, uh, his character is just like a little bit like. Not not dainty, but he's a little bit. Uh, I don't really know what the word. He's a bit soft, really soft spoken, and then you have. I don't know if the it's other. Like a bit, it's, it's a bit of an aristocrat. Yeah, I don't know if is it are both the the other two. I know one of them is, but are they both flight of the Concords? Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so I'm going to say yes. And maybe I know at least one of them is, because I recognised him. I wasn't sure 
if the guy who plays uh, the vampire deacon who has the fam- the female familiar. Didn't know if he was or not. But li- I'll be I'll be honest. It's been a while yeah. since I've seen the film, but I'm now more up to date with the series because it's like follows a different group of vampires. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think the series follow had any of them in. Uh, actually, it does. Oh, it does. But, but they're not the main focus. Oh, that's, um, that's cool. They, but it, I'd say it's more of a cameo, to be honest. But um, it is like the same formula. The series has got Matt Berry in it. Oh, well, yeah. people who like Matt Berry, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You're not a Matt Berry fan. I, I don't dislike him, but I, I don't. I don't know. There's something about Matt Berry. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to say I, I, I dislike about him, but there's something about him that doesn't sit with me. I don't. I can never pin, pinpoint what, but I don't think he's bad or anything. There's just something about him. He just doesn't work for me. I don't know why. So I think he works really well given the sort of role he's got for the vampire. But then, like yeah. I say that, I love him in IT Crowd. He's so good. It's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit similar to that. It's. It's like oh, it's like well, why did I become a vampire? It's like so I can fuck forever. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know why. why. I, I do like. I do like him. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I think all of his roles are the same. Maybe that might be why. Uh, I suppose I get what you mean. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Although the, the series does do one thing that the film doesn't. Um, it introduces like as one of the main characters like a different type of vampire. Oh, I've heard about one- this. One is an emotional vampire. Yeah. Who's just like basically like the most boring guy you can ever think of. And he just like feeds on your emotions. So if you are ever hang around him, you just find yourself getting really bored and just like drained of life and he feeds on that instead. No, <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I, I did enjoy it. I like that uh, like when they bring the human in, into the, the home and he's just like. Doing all the like technology and stuff, it was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I I really like the fact that like uh, like the oldest housemate is just down in the basement and he's just like in the coffin all the time. It's like proper Nosferatu. <laughs> he's like, Yo, Peter, Peter, it's time. It. we're having a meeting. <laughs> he doesn't come up. It's just, it's, they're just like they just like throw a cat down there every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. He's like, Vlad, we're having a meeting in in fifteen minutes. Twenty. <laughs> Twenty minutes. <laughs> he just like hisses every now and again. He's basically like, um, like everyone's flatmate who like doesn't come out during the day. Like, like he's just like in his room all the time. And we all know someone like that. <laughs> oh, what? Wait, all three of us? Yeah, all three of us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're a house of Peters. And then, uh, so I watched that. And then the other film I watched, um, it's called Bell, which is an anime film. So if, if you went to see Spider-Man No Way Home, you would have noticed there was a trailer for an anime film. Well, if... I do remember that. And that was the anime film I went to see. It was. I think I may have maybe a bit kind to it because uh, I went with my friend and 
she turned around to me and she was like, I think I, 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 I knew she didn't like it as much as I did. I, I could tell. I was like, I, I listened to the soundtrack because when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, I, this music's really good. So I listened to the soundtrack a few times and, and as I was going through the film, I was like, oh, it's nice to see where this song fits in with the film and everything. But I, 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 when, it, when it finished, I turned around and she was like, this is what I give it on Mal. I was like, this is what I give it. And I could tell I was, I may have been a bit kind, but, um, but it, it's essentially, Belle is essentially a social media beauty and the beast. That's essentially what it is. That's interesting. Um, but then, uh, like the character, like the main character who, um, who is basically, uh, she has, she is, she like loses a mum, so it's all like her trying to get over that as well, and she likes to sing because the music is a big part of the film, and it kind of weirdly starts a little bit like Ready Player One, funny enough. Where, you know how I, I know Chris has seen Ready Player One. I haven't. No. You haven't. Nope. Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> mind you, he doesn't know Chris has not seen it. Oh, maybe not. But it's a little bit like Ready Player One, where it's like, oh, here's a virtual reality world. Basic. That's kind of your playground. That's kind of how Bell starts, where it's like you can go into this virtual reality world and be whoever you want so she goes in to basically become a pop star and then eventually it leads into meeting the beast character but I, I enjoyed it I think I think I like the music quite a bit so I I, I I think I give it props to that but I think there are a few scenes that uh, definitely moved along a bit too quickly, mm. but I I I'd, I'd happily see it again, but not exactly soon. Uh, but I did enjoy it. I was gonna say, all right, just on the topic of scenes moving quickly. Yeah. But actually, no, it's probably, actually it's got nothing to do with that. Um, <laughs> it was just on the topic of animes. Um, I don't know if you were trying, if you were planning on talking about this, but no, oh, you've also know. watched another anime this week, haven't you, Dan? Just normal anime about time. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, I I watched. I finally watched Steins Gate, uh, the original Steins Gate. Um, I started tried to watch it last year. Uh, no. Yes, I can't remember when I started wa- trying to start watching it. Yeah, I think it was last year. I can't remember. And I got two episodes in and stopped. And now, finally, I've fully, fully watched the first season. Or, oh. yeah. Um, it's fucking amazing. It is, isn't it? It's so good. <laughs> Uh, like it's just the premise and the mystery. I love the mystery in it. 
Really, really love the mystery in it. So, uh, Steins Gate. I I think I've watched it because I, I seen the name. And it's like I've watched that. And now I'm thinking about it. It's like I am thinking of the right series, right? That's the one with time travel and yes, with like a, time traveling microwave. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So I have seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's a very very strange I, concept if I, you say I, it to I, someone who doesn't know what it is. I think that's what sold me on it. <laughs> it's like time traveling on a microwave. Yeah, go on. I'm up for that. Um, but from what I remember, it's it sort of like loses focus more on the time travel and goes into more of a love story, doesn't it? really say it's a love story it's just the mystery of like why does she keep dying like what's going on like why does it not matter what we do why is she still dying so i I found that quite interesting because i was trying to figure out i was just like why she just why does she keep dying i couldn't figure out until they actually showed it i know i thought that was pretty i thought that was pretty nifty i i think it like I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought, you know, it, it like, builds on, like, time traveling and, like, um, like, changing, like, things. Um, obviously, if, for people who don't know, the way how the time travel in Steinscape works is that it, they send, like, either a, a text message or they, um, like basically move their kind of consciousness into like a previous iteration of yourself in like a different unit well, I say universe but like a different world so you you don't physically go back in time you mentally go back in time and then you switch worlds only he's able to do it yeah, well he's the only one who remembers yeah it's not like I've so he's the only one who remembers going back in time. Uh, but yeah, and it, like, obviously, you make this microwave that can do this. Uh, and then, like, all the core characters are, like, changing little things in their lives. So, like, one character uh, sends a, an email back in time to save uh, her father, for example. Like I, I liked a lot of the where it was had like kind of focused on each character as it went forward, and then it just kind of and it gets to like like the halfway point gets to this moment where, as Brandon mentioned earlier, like a character just starts getting starts dying, and then the main character is trying to save her life, and it just it's like interesting on the, how we on the way he's trying to do it. I don't know, in somewhat, as much as I, I it's weird because it kind of like, kind of folds back on itself to some degree. What do you mean? It kind of builds everything up and then kind of unbuilds it. Yeah, it unbuilds itself as if it never happened, which is yeah. really strange yet cool. Like, I, I found that really interesting that, the the ending is basically it never happened. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I 
I'm like trying to like say, oh, it's not the I like sound as if I didn't enjoy it. I like I absolutely I loved it. I was like really intrigued with how how it all went and like the. I think it is the way like he went goes through sees the deaths time and time again, and he just gets so mentally drained and everything. Um, and through it all, like as kind of Chris mentioned, you have. It kind of, in some ways, to some degree, it, I don't want to say it turns into a love story, but like the romance between the main female character and the main character, it obviously blossoms over the whole all the time traveling, and she's always she's his anchor, the uh, his rock, and so you can kind of see why. Um, but no, it was. It was a great series to watch. I'm so glad I finally watched it. And I will I remember be watching... why you didn't watch it the first time around. Um, I think I didn't understand the first two episodes very well, and so I, I think I, I think it took maybe I think I was still a bit confused. Now now I'm like I don't know why I struggled, but I think. Now I want. I think like the first three or four episodes kind of set it all up, and it was just trying to move past those first three, three or four episodes. And then once I'd gone past them, I was like, "This is fine." It, and it, I just like powered through it. Like there was no tomorrow. I I binged it so quickly. But it was just trying to get through those first couple of episodes where. It, I think those first episodes, I wasn't really sure what the hell was going on, but when you know, it's fine. So, so when do you think? You, oh, sorry, Chris. So, sorry, go on, Ren. I was just going to say, is when do you think you're going to be do the film in the next season? Well, I say the next season, Skygate Zero. Uh, I'm going to watch the film this week, and then I will start Skygate Zero soon after. I mean. As I said to you, Brandon, uh, like last week, I'm a bit in a weird spot with my anime at the moment because I've just finished Steins Gate and I've just finished another one and I'm in a weird place where I know I could start the second season on the other one, but there's two things I want to watch. There's, there's got like some extra episodes I want to watch in between and Steins Gate is exactly the same. And it's funny enough, both of them are the same length. <laughs> like, there's a, like about an, two hours in between both the first season of both Steins Gate and this other anime before the second season of both of them. So it's, I basically <laughs> kind of got like, and one's like two one-hour episodes and one, and then I've got Steins Gate with an hour and a half film and then a, one, an extra episode. So it's just trying to. Yeah, but Starsgate's good. Or any other thing is, it has the exact same message. It's Back to the Future. Oh, it's fuck with time. <laughs> that's all. That's all I can get from it. Or, or microwaves. <laughs> the future uh, is what you make of it. Mm. Well, uh, the, the the one thing I just wanted to pitch in with Starsgate. As I say, it's been a long time since I've watched it. But from what I understand, 
or remember at least. It's like the whole series wrapped up, and I remember looking at it and thinking, okay, everything's done. But there was like one more episode left, so I put it on, and the whole thing's just like basically the whole bunch of characters just go to the beach and just like have a nice time. Yep. For my own, it's like the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, OVA, probably. It was a yeah. It was just an OVA. So yeah, like, well, the... just confused the fuck out of me. I still watched yeah. it. But it's not <laughs> <one>. <laughs> me quite often. I I see some OVAs. I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm, so, I'm so glad I watched this. Then there are some OVAs. I'm just like this com- a complete parallel universe to the original series and bears no resemblance. So, because that's like the only show I've watched that's had anything like that. This <laughs> is oh. like the series is done, and then there's just like one more random episode where it's okay. like do oh. some, just have a nice day, go and get ice cream. With them. Oh, Chris, <laughs> you sweet summer child. This is Brandon and I just anime. like oh, uh, as anime people. We know we know this this pain. Yes, it's a trope I'm not very aware of, but apparently. Uh, but what do you mean, summer child? I'm, jo- I'm born in January. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the closest to being a That's summer a... child. <laughs> oh dear. Well. Well. I guess uh, that'll be us. This is anything else, but boys. I think I'm all good. So. We did have another topic, but uh, we've had quite a lot to talk about today, yeah. so we shall leave that for another day. So we can probably have a bit more of a thought about it. But we'll keep it a secret as to what it is. Mm. You can't see me, but I am winking. Wink, wink. Nod, nod. Tip the fedora. I don't own a fedora. No one does. I, do, I, I, did. Do, I do own an inflatable seagull and a hat shaped like a french fries but I do not own a fedora what did you say Brandon I said I wish I owned a fedora oh I thought you said something completely different do do I care to what you think I said I thought you said someone's name and I was like what what (laughs) no I said I wish I owned a fedora what's Fred got to do with this (laughs) Uh, oh no you're not going to be one of those people who wants a fedora and and like a samurai sword no (laughs) just easy tagline or something just a fedora will do. Fedora? <laughs> I hardly know her. Well, that's episode 20, boys. 2 0. 2 0. That's 40 20. weeks. And you know what? 40 you weeks. Can pro- you can probably get for 20 quid about five meal deals for that. You Six. probably can. You could probably six. get six, but if you add an extra pound, you get seven. True, true. Why did it just, re- just sound so <laughs> metaphorical that we're just saying if you just worked a little harder, you can get another meal deal? <laughs> why well, got a weird... why <laughs> the fuck you, are we talking you, you, about you, meal you, deals so much? You, you've got you got to wheel and deal to get that wheel. Double and wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know. I just, I just, I just wanted to like bring bring it back in some formal way, but it's quite hard to uh, bring up natural in conversation. Not, not like Tom Kenny. You can talk about Tom Kenny anytime. It's just the meal deal meta 
today on on a, on, a, on this a this is the o, this is the OVA this is the OVA we've we've done the podcast it's all done now we've all just gone off to get a meal deal and just sit around for twenty minutes just wait well like always you can find our social media links on our on your Instagram on our on actual podcast description uh, anchor. All, always there uh, on on Spotify and wherever you listen to the podcast, please rate our our uh, our podcast. Hopefully, hi. Um, yeah, go on. Look, look, I said it'll be nice. Even on the Facebook, I will leave that link to uh, Bloodborne for you because I'm nice. I want to give something back, and by give something back, I mean plagiarize somebody else's work and pass it off as own. I'd say that Brandon and Chris will be streaming, maybe, maybe not. Oh, I don't know. Um, that's that's me done for streaming until I actually settle into the new house. And I'm actually having a week's break. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, by the time this is out, you won't. Oh yeah, yeah. back to normal then. <laughs> I'll probably still be in the process of moving. Yeah, we'll see. So. Yeah. so um... We don't know if there might be a slight delay within the next episode or whether me and Dan might just do something, but we'll, we'll put something out for you guys, even if it's just a shitty video on our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, check out our YouTube channel. It's I was there. literally about to plug that as well. <laughs> yeah, we've only got four subscribers at the minute. We Five, because I've just done that. it as well. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll leave a link to that in the uh, Facebook as well, again. There's only one video on there, and it's just my face, but... It's something. It's a face. It's a face. Well, go, go into night, or into the morning, or whatever you're doing, and buy. Go to that cheeky Tesco Express. Go to that aisle. You know which one I'm talking about. Pick that. Yeah, the meal pick, that, pick your main, <laughs> pick your side, and pick your drink. You're try- I think you were trying to make it sound more epic. Than <laughs> Get, that meal, low- deal. <laughs> Get that meal and deal. Get that meal deal. I want to do it now. <laughs> and lo, one doth wander down the aisle of meals. And lo, they did get themselves a BLT, an innocent smoothie, and a packet of McCoy's. But they only got salt and vinegar because cheese and onion was not available. Ah, the harshness of the Tesco aisle. I was about to say, don't what? diss salt and vinegar McCoy. He's a freaking bomber. I actually really like them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I picked that flavor. But anyway. I, I'm not flavored like racist. <laughs> what, what the fuck is on this thing? What is this show? <laughs> Bitch achieved. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot for a second. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Stay safe. Or don't. Bye, Tesco Mia Deal. £23.99.